0: The presenting sponsor of UpMarket is Aereo, the best place to help manage and grow your real estate media business. Online at aereo.com, that's A-R-Y-E-O.com. Welcome to UpMarket, a podcast about the business of real estate photography and media. My name is Reed Fish. I'm a co-founder and the CEO of Upmarket Media, a real estate media company based in Southern California. No mark today. Chelsea's here, but she's a silent producer today. but we are excited. We, I guess the royal we, I'm just the only one here who can actually show excitement, but we're excited. We have a great guest today, and this is one of our PMRE themed episodes. So the Photography for Media and Real Estate Conference, which is coming up, we're recording this, what? We're recording Friday, September 16th. The conference is, I think, November uh, 8th and 9th. There's 9th and 10th. I don't know, whatever. It's that week. Um, But Tickets are going fast. So, I think as of this morning, there are under 50 or under 60 tickets left. So, now is the time. If you want to get to Las Vegas, hang out with every, uh, you know, all your peers in Las Vegas, which is I highly, highly, highly recommend, it, especially if you're trying to scale your business. It's one of the key ways that you can get information and make connections and really help build your business. And there's all these amazing workshops uh, that are happening in the couple of days before, but go to PMRE. Uh, what is the website it is actually pmreconference.com and there you can find the link to register and you can see all about it all about the presenters i'm going to be presenting um and some of our you know former guests are going to be presenting and today we're we have a guest who's actually doing a workshop so we're going to get into that a little bit later um but you and so our guest you probably know brian berkowitz as a co-host of the og real estate photography podcast shooting spaces He's also the owner of Twilight Artistry, a photography company based in New York City that specializes in commercial and retail shoots. And so Brian, what I really wanna get at today is that I, I feel the vast majority of our listeners probably are primarily or maybe almost exclusively shooting residential real estate. So as we scale and grow our businesses, why should we consider broadening our portfolio of services to include commercial and retail? That's a great question. So
1: first off, I want to say thanks for for having me. Um, I wouldn't necessarily (laughs) um, put retail and commercial real estate in the same... same vein. Or there's two different ways of, of looking at retail. Um, there's the retail that I do, which now okay. primarily, which is shooting finished stores, and then there's shooting retail for commercial real estate, which would be shooting, you know, a white box store or something okay. like that. So okay. there, there's two different things, but we can get into details mm-hmm. later. But um, with commercial real estate, the crazy thing is. You know, you can be doing a similar amount of work as residential and you're charging anywhere from three to five times this, the rates you are for residential for work that is, in my opinion, easier to do. So, so people. So, oh, that's that yeah, sounds So people good. that and that's kind of what I've been preaching the last few years. And, you know, I've, I've always shot commercial real estate um, on the side. One of my oldest clients is a commercial real estate developer um but where it really took off for me was in 2020 when the pandemic started um being in new york city and right. i shot probably 1.2 million square feet of commercial real estate space that year so um it was a, an insane eye opening year for me where i realized how much money i can really make shooting exclusively commercial real estate mm.
0: so um but uh, i guess um But you, but you, but really it's the same like workflow in terms of, and this is our podcast is really not about, you know, the, the workflows of actually shooting or, you know, the, the specifics of that, but the, the, you know, you're not really doing anything. You're not bringing in, you know, a thousand lights or anything like this. You're really just shooting it the same way you would kind of shoot a residential property. Uh, I shoot differently. I shoot with less equipment. So
1: most of my commercial real estate spaces, I don't even use lights. It's all natural light brackets. And uh, the reason is because especially in New York City, um, where I'm based out of, let's say I'm going in and I'm shooting a 25,000 square foot open space with 30 foot ceilings. Right you know, what What are lights going to do for me there? Um, right, the space yes, is right, just right, so right. big that I, I I need 10 or 15, 600 watt lights to even remotely try and light up the space. Right. So um, I go in with literally a camera and a tripod and, you know, the traffic in New York is brutal. So a lot of these jobs, I'm literally taking a train with my right. camera case, mm-hmm. my, my wheelie camera case and a, and a tripod legs on the side. And um, I go in and just shoot natural
0: light with brackets and do it all that way. Um, and then, but then what are the deliverables on that stuff? And so you, and for these, you're shooting for like brokers who are either, who are trying to lease the space usually, right? Or, or are these like commercial buildings that are for sale? Or is it, I mean, just a mix of the two. So, yeah. So the three, the two or three things that I
1: primarily shoot for commercial real estate is office space, Mm -hmm. which is, has an overabundance here in New York. Um, especially since the pandemic, everyone is uh, businesses are either unfortunately shutting down or we're shutting down and or trying to get out of their lease. Um, so a lot of office spaces that were for rent and, or retail spaces. So a lot of white box or former retail spaces where the, the company or the store closed down and the agent is trying to lease out the space. Right. So that's, that's the bulk of my work. Those
0: two things. And so, um, So, but your deliverables are the same, basically. I mean, like, but if you're shooting like a 100,000 square foot um, place, I mean, how many, like how many photos are you delivering for those?
1: Yeah, so my, so my rates work by square footage and like blocks of square Mm -hmm. footage. So um, up to 15,000 square feet, 15,000 to 25, and it goes up from there. Um, I don't put, to my client, I don't put a limit on the number of images because I usually tell them you'll, you'll get everything uh, you'll get enough images that you'll need to render. Sure. Out the space. Yeah. Same thing we do um, on the residential side a- for us. Yeah, exactly. But an, an average, let's say, fifteen thousand square foot space, you would probably get, you know,
0: thirty okay. to thirty-five so, images something yeah. like
1: that, and yeah, nothing crazy. And it all depends too, because you know, if it's one big open space, a uh, twenty-five thousand mm-hmm. square foot open space, I'm going to have less images than if it was fully right, built out right. because I'm not shooting individual offices or conference mm-hmm. rooms or stuff like that. I mean, you know, when you're shooting open space, you know, you, you have a your shots from each corner, you right. have, you know, one point, some straight on, and then maybe a kitchen. There's not much you can do with just a big empty right, space. Right, right, right. Get a shot of so, the entrance um, from a
0: couple angles. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know. Yeah.
1: Exactly. You know, sometimes if the building has amenities, you, you know, you grab those, but um, I typically deliver more with built out spaces than you know, open spaces. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And then you're doing, you know, presumably exteriors and like drone and all that too, as, as as kind of add on, well, exteriors wouldn't be add ons probably just as part of the shoot, but then are you seeing much demand for aerial in the commercial space?
1: Uh, well, New York city is quite tricky because you can't fly anywhere in New York city. So, um, I do have requests for it and I have to turn it down. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. um, where I am in the suburbs on Long Island, um, I can fly um, most of the places. Um, so there I do a little bit more, but, um, in the city, in New York city proper, I don't really do much of drone at all. I do a lot of virtual tours Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that was primarily most of my work in 2020 when showing stopped was all, um, Matterport at the time I was doing Matterports. Now I switched over to iGUIDE, but, um, um, I still do a handful of eye um, guide tours on a lot of my listings, so it's mostly a combination of eye guide and photos, mm-hmm. um, and then some drones when I'm in the suburbs of New York City. But at the end of the day, it's it's not much different than residential. It's all the same
0: services. It's all the same type of deliverables. Um, we're just charging more. Interesting. So how? But how are we getting those clients? You know how how can, how can someone who's primarily in in residential branch out and diversify that cl- that client base?
1: I think the hard thing is obviously getting that first, you know, one, two, or five clients. Um, Once you get those five clients, commercial real estate, and I'm speaking in New York City, because I don't know any other markets. I don't know where you are in California. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But I know here in New York, it's a very small network of agents. And Um, it's a lot of referral based. Mm -hmm. So the goal is to obviously get your first few, maybe up to five clients. And, um, then your network starts building because a lot of these agents work in teams. So a lot of my current clients I got because they were on a team with another client on a specific listing. And then when they had their own listing, I went over to them and it just, it spirals down. Right. Um, getting those first five clients are a whole different ballgame. And, Honestly, it's not much different than what you would do in residential. You know, you can go, you know, it's obviously a lot of hustle like everything right. else. But you can, you know, go guerrilla style and just, you know, send out emails, um, you know, mm. knock on doors. I mean, commercial agents aren't typically in the offices. Right. So I right. don't know, knocking on doors will will help you. Um, but emails, um, right. calls. But yeah calls. I think calls are always better. Yeah.
0: But are there, are, are that, there kind of, um, you know, in, the, in that commercial world and, and maybe these are super basic questions, but I just don't know the, that at all because I feel like those agents are not like, like our Kel, our local Keller Williams doesn't really have commercial agents in there. It seems like those, the, the commercial agents are in like on other brokerages. I mean, but are they doing like the networking type stuff? I mean, are, are a bunch of like the commercial agents all getting together and having those networking events and, um, that kind of thing that we can kind of break into? So I've never attended
1: one for commercial real estate. The only networking events I've attended were for interior design, mm. but we can talk about that later. Um, I get the feeling and maybe, like I said, maybe, maybe because I'm in New York that commercial agents that are busy don't have time or want to deal mm-hmm. with, um, With networking events and and for them there's not as much of a need because there's a lot of major brand brokerages out here which are in the commercial world like um you know newmark Mm -hmm. which used to be newmark knight frank um cushman wakefield um cbre all all the big ones um a lot of the agents just know each other and they have hundreds of agents and you know, I guess they have internal meetings and all that type of stuff. So they all know each other. So they try to rent out within their community. Right. Um, so I don't think there's a lot of those events that take place. Or if they do, um, I'm not really privy to them. I've I've never had really success in a real estate networking event.
0: I have had success in interior uh, right, design right, ones. Right. Um Well, but, yeah. And I think we see that too on the residential side, like the, the most successful of our clients are not at those, you know, real realtor mixers. I mean, sometimes they'll show mm-hmm. up, but, you know, it's kind of laying that groundwork on the, you know, cause we're always trying to have the farm, right? You know, you want to have, you want to like, I don't, I, I want the high volume agents, but you, but sometimes you got to get the lower volume agents that are going to, you're going to help turn into those higher volume agents. So, uh, you know, for, for. Well, exactly.
1: Yeah. You're not, you're not going to get the, you know, if you're just starting in commercial real estate, you're not going to get those higher volume agents and those higher end agents right out of the gate. You got to work yourself up
0: similar to residential. You got to work yourself up to them. Right, so. right, right, right. Um, so, but then, so, so we are talking about two different buckets here. So you're talking about, you know, these spaces that are for sale for lease, but then I I know, cause I, I, I think you just got back from a shoot you were shooting for uh Louis Vuitton or something like that. Um, yes, Louis Vuitton. Yeah. I got back yeah, last night, and yeah. so and you were flying out to uh, Chicago or something. So th- Chicago. yeah, and so that yeah. is a finished store, right? Yeah. Correct. So that's a that's a whole yeah, that's different not, deal. That's right? not
1: even yeah. real estate. Yeah, that's not even real estate whatsoever. Right. Real so estate like, can we talk about I mean, a that a little different.
0: bit? So like, what you know, what are those jobs look like? What you know, in, in terms of yeah, uh, like are they even higher paid than commercial jobs? I mean, what, what's the deal with these?
1: Uh, they're definitely higher paid. That's for sure. Um, yeah. I got into shooting retail by accident and it sort of turned into a little niche that I've uh, embraced and really pushed myself and hustled to to uh, take on as um, my full-time shooting career now. Um, so oh, you commercial not at this point about... <laughs> Well, I mean that's I that's considered oh, okay, commercial. Yeah, yeah. But um uh, shooting I mean my my work at this point is you know a mix of retail, retail spaces, mm-hmm. finished retail spaces, architecture and design and commercial real estate. And commercial real estate probably makes up only about 10% of my work, mm-hmm. retail being about 60 to 65% of my work, finished retail mm-hmm. stores and that other 25-30 um, being architecture and interior design work. Um, so yeah, but retail, retail is an interesting type of thing because there's so many ways you can go. I mean, you know, every town and every city has retail stores and, um, you know, every retail store needs shots for their website and every retail store that doesn't have a website needs to be convinced that they do need a website. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's a lot of work out there. Um, and you know, I sort of equated to almost, you know, real estate photography, you know, when you start out, you you start with the, you know, your local lower end mm-hmm. agents, and then you start working your way up to higher end. And that's, you know, it's, it's no different with retail. You know, if you start in your local town, shooting to mom and pop shops, build yourself up and build a portfolio, there are points where hopefully you can get up to the point where you're shooting, you know, big brand names mm-hmm. and and flying all over the country yeah. like I do. Right.
0: Know. So, but when you're doing those, you are contracting directly with the company, right? There's no, is there a middle person? I mean, there's no agent or broker or anything like that because you're, you know, who are you are you like working with creative directors? I mean, who are you working with to get those jobs?
1: Um, it's directly through the company and most of it is through the PR department. So most of the work I'm doing for my retail brands are for PR. Mm -hmm. So if they're opening a new store, for instance i'll use yesterday as an example um it was louis vuitton and they were opening a pop-in um for those not familiar with retail pop-ins like a temporary shop inside another store there's pop up which is a standalone store pop-in which is inside a a current store um they were doing a pop-in with a, a special line they were releasing for i don't know maybe a week or two weeks and um they had i think six or seven openings in different cities Um, so there's a bunch of different photographers they work with in each city and I go in, um, I go ahead and I shoot the pop in store. Um, I need to deliver two of the two hero shots, um, immediately after the shoot, so about an hour or two oh, after wow. the shoot, and then the rest with yeah, and the rest within 24 hours. And the reason, if you think about it, is because I'm shooting for the PR. Mm-hmm. So if let's say yesterday was opening day of the pop in, right, right. If they send a PR release with the pictures in two days, what's the point right, of that? Right, The, the whole uh, all, all the vibe died out. So they need to send out their press releases and and get those syndicated the same day it's opening. So um, those articles are out the same day the stores are opening, Chief, so
0: people rush right. to them. So you have to, so how do you, how do you get those photos sent to India and back from your editors in time? (laughs) I don't, I edit all those (laughs) retail,
1: but, um, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not that bad because, you know, like yesterday, for instance, my hotel was right across the street from the store. Mm -hmm. I did my shoot shoot was 6am by eight o'clock. I was already back in the hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, it was only seven shots, seven shot list. Um, you know, I go back in the hotel, get those two hero shots edited and out to them. Run out to the airport. On the flight back, I edit the other seven, and I land at home, and the job is done. Delivered, and and we're good to go. So, yeah, it's quick, it's simple, it's easy, and look it's formulaic you know well, right. you do this often enough you kind of have you know your your formula and you go in and you know what to do and it's and, it's and are
0: you you know when you're so doing that kind of those kind, that kind of photos is it still the same kind of real estate thing where you're you're shooting pretty wide or are you shooting on more detail shots i, I and in this i assume you're not doing pro, you know kind of quote unquote product shots it's it's more of how the space is laid out but is it also on kind of you know are you shooting like a, a, a display, for instance, um, you know, a, a, you know, mm-hmm. going tighter? A combination, mm-hmm. a combination of both. So,
1: you know, the popping yesterday, for instance, um, it was probably 15, 20 feet wide mm-hmm. and maybe 15 feet depth. So it was not a big space. Right. Um, and there was also some height. So, you know, I get a, a straight on shot, a shot from each angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, from each corner and then just do close-ups of each of the individual displays in the thing. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty straightforward. And depending on the client, you know, for instance, Louie yesterday, they send me a PDF with their seven shots that they want. So I just go in, I follow their formula and that's it. I'm done. You know, other brands, um, give me a little more creative freedom where I can go in and they say, go and get your stuff and send it to us. And I go in and I kind of do, do my thing and do what I want. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, it,
0: it, but, I, and I cannot, I, honestly, this question coming from me is absurd. I can't even believe I'm asking you this, but like, what can what camera do you use? I love yeah. it <laughs> because I, I like, are, um, are you using just the same old stuff that we're using on residential? You sound like
1: us on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, no, I'm using a Canon R5. So, okay. um, nothing, nothing, the, you know, you know yeah. t- a standard yeah camera that everyone's yeah, using yeah yeah yeah
0: so you don't have to get like the big medium format digital camera or anything like that yeah no 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 yeah. no i mean remember
1: this this stuff is all pr right. so 99 percent of it if not 100 percent of it, it's all web-based right so, so yeah so um, so these shots you know, are
0: not going to be like trumpeting the new store in vogue or something you know this is not going to go in like a, a print ad or anything like that correct i mean No. Yeah.
1: I mean, it goes out in in, uh, news outlets if something new opens. You know, I did a store for Gucci last month um, in Detroit, and it was actually very big news because, you know, uh, Detroit has seen a a nice revitalization in the last few years. Um, And they were, Detroit itself was very proud to have some higher end stores coming in. And I mean, it must have made it into at least 100 different PR syndicates that I know of because people just kept sending me links of all these companies I've never even heard of all these these blogs or news wires right. um, and remember it's going out on these news wires for a day or two mm-hmm. and then that's it right i mean they stay they stay on these sites but no one ever sees them again right well, so, and I was um, just going
0: to ask, what are your licensing parameters when you're doing these shoots? Um, you know, because in residential, you know, technically our license usually for most people ends when the listing ends. And so, what do you, you know? What, what's the parameters of what you're doing for licensing?
1: Uh, for most of my retail, since I'm shooting for PR, um, it's basically, I guess, it's unlimited licensing, meaning they can use them forever they want. Because, I mean, they're not not—they're not doing anything with print ads right. or billboards. So I never have to worry about that. Um, you know, Gucci or Louis Vuitton, they're, they're spending their their advertising budget for print ads on, you know, model and product right. shots and lifestyle right. shots and not on store shots. So um, I never have to worry about that at all. But I have to go in with the understanding their PR is going to send these um, images out to thousands and thousands and thousands of um, syndicates mm-hmm. or blogs or whoever they right. do, they're going to end up everywhere and anywhere. And I'm going to see them and find them anywhere and everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's just part of it. And the truth of the matter is if someone didn't get them from one of these brands and they are infringing, I wouldn't know the difference and there's nothing I right, can do. Right, 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 right. Beca- because I there's no way for me to know and I'm not going to start no asking these brands, did you send to this guy? Because they don't even send them out to all the companies. They have PR networks that they hire that send it out to all (laughs) these companies. So, um, it just kind of goes with the understanding, um, when I charge accordingly, that it's gonna, it's gonna end up everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, just be prepared for that. And so So. then
0: for, for these, you know, finished store retail shots, I I mean, without getting into specific number, like what, what, what are you charging, you know, uh, above and beyond what you would charge for the, you know, the same shoot as a residential real estate photographer? I mean, I know you said commercial was like three to five times. Is this on more on top of that or is it the same range? It's
1: yeah. Closer to 10 times plus. yeah. 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 It also depends if it's local to New York or travel. Right. So and then when you like um, travel can be anywhere from 15, 20 times that of residential. Right. Um, local I charge yeah, less. Yeah. And up, so, so when
0: you when you are so if you have a relationship say with Louis Vuitton and you're just working with the same people are the uh, then when you are do you have to bid each job or you know because obviously it's a different scenario if you're shooting in New York. So for for yesterday are you charging them a travel fee or you just say, Oh, if it's outside of this radius of, of our, of our headquarters, then it's going to be, you know, two you know, double the normal rate or something. How are you, how are you doing that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I have a flat fee. So my, my, both my shoots local and travel are flat fee. Um, X number of dollars for a travel shoot, X number of dollars for a local shoot. Um, that travel fee includes my travel days, my shoot, all that stuff. The only thing not included in that is my travel expenses, which I just
0: bill them dollar for dollar.
1: Oh, okay, so, oh, so you do um,
0: you bill them ex- for the flight and the hotel.
1: Exactly, I book I book it all myself, which is which is a great scenario for me because I use my own uh, frequent flyer miles right. and I my own credit cards and get those points. Um, and I just bill them dollar for dollar for expenses. I provide all the receipts um, and they reimburse me. And then on top of that is my actual fee. So, you know, they know when they call me for a travel shoot, this is what it's going to cost. When they call call me for a local shoot, this is what it's going to cost plus expenses. So
0: nice. That that sounds like you're living large.
1: (laughs) It's not bad. It's, I mean, it's exhausting. I'll be honest. I mean, because most of these trips are 24 to 36 hours, the quick. Mm-hmm. And I could stay longer, but first off, I, I have a baby at home, right. so I don't want to be away too long. Plus, I'm charging a flat fee. Right. So the longer you stay, the less you make. The longer yeah. I'm away, the more money I'm losing. Right. So the quicker I can get back, you know, I left for this Chicago shoot today's Friday. So I left Wednesday afternoon. Got on Wednesday night, shot first thing Thursday morning yesterday, and came right back home. But if I decided I wanted to stay an extra day to enjoy Chicago till today, I'm losing that on a job today, right? So, um, right, yeah, lose it on, your, on I, your. I can't charge them extra right. on your
0: big fee exactly. on your big fee from Upmarket uh, to be on our podcast. Yeah, I mean this this the money. Yeah, the money <laughs> exactly. you're paying wouldn't wouldn't exist. So, um, all right, well good you sound like you need a rest so let's have a you you take a rest while we do an a a little ad it's going to be a great ad everyone listen to it and then we're going to come back for a social media sidebar and then we're going to come back for more with brian we got a lot of good stuff to talk about and then brian already told me he's got an action item i'm excited to hear it because i want to you know i think we all want to be a high roller like brian so i think that's the path is going to be through his action item all right we'll be back in just a sec Let's talk about Ariel for a sec. What is the newest thing that uh, Ariel's rolled out? Anyone? Anyone? No. Chelsea's not here. Mark's not here. Oh, I guess I'll have to talk about it. Tipping. They just put out tipping. We're going back and forth on whether we're going to enable tipping. I think we're going to enable it. Um, It's because I feel like it's a great way because our employees don't know about it. So we're going to be able to get tips and then pocket those tips ourselves because our employees will never know. No, we're not going to do that. I think we're going to enable tipping and then uh, figure out a way to distribute those tips among all our employees. So we're kind of excited about it. That uh, it could be a nice little additional source of revenue for our employees, especially you know when they're killing it out there and doing a great job, which they currently are. So I feel like we're going to get some tips. If you want to get tips for your employees or yourself, I guess you know you could get tips for yourself. Give a look at Ario it's ariel.com. if you use the code upmarket you get 15 free bonus listings if you're a new user All right. You all know the drill, but let's go through the drill one more time. So actually more of you maybe do the drill. You got a rate review of this podcast. We love those things, you know, five stars. That's our ultimate, you know, thank you rating. We love those, love the reviews. Thank you so much. We're Up Market Pod on social media. That's Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you have any feedback at all, you know, messages through one of those platforms, you can also find us at upmarketpod.com. Um, we love hearing from everybody. And so Brian where are you? Let's, you know, where can we find Brian? Shooting Spaces, all that stuff. Where can we find you guys online? Okay. You can find me everywhere.
1: Um, my oh, main, all right. my main Instagram is Brian Burko. So my name without the, W I T Z mm-hmm. at the end, so plain and simple. Brian, we'll, we'll link
0: to that in the we'll link to that in the show notes.
1: Sure, and then I also have a secondary Instagram, Brian where I oh, post my right. fine art stuff. I do a lot of fine art work and sell prints and stuff like that, all architectural related. Um, but that's a whole conversation for another time. Um, but okay. if you, and you, you can find that anyway if you go to my main profile, I have a link to it. So um, you can find okay, cool. You can find that there, and my website is Brian for my main stuff or Brian for my fine art. Um, and then right. the shooting spaces um, you can find that everywhere shootingspacespodcast.com shootingspaces.net yeah. we have all that other stuff for sale yeah, wherever
0: you lis- wherever you listen to podcasts exactly
1: right? we're all over YouTube or on all your podcast
0: platforms so anywhere you go you can yeah. find yeah plenty and so, of and content through, and you and, and through that you can also find um, some of your uh, you have like an online course you just came out with this year, right? Correct. Yeah. That's through shooting spaces. You can find that there. I came out with it almost a year ago. We released
1: right after PFRE last year or P. Yeah. It was PFRE at the time. Yeah. It was
0: PFRE last year. Um,
1: so we released December 1st last year. So we're almost at a year. Um, yeah. Commercial
0: real estate photography. Nice. And then, um, and then you also, you have like, um, and we don't really talk about this stuff on our podcast, but you have like some presets and all that kind of stuff for sale too, right? So if if you are kind of doing your own editing, exactly through shooting spaces. So we have a ton of
1: different stuff available. We have tons of webinars. We do webinars every couple of months with a, a guest, and you can watch it live and ask questions, or you can purchase it after the fact. So all those previous webinars we've done, we've had a lot of really interesting guests and topics on those. You can purchase. Um, we have mm-hmm. tons of presets available. A lot of them are rich rich baums presets, um, which mm-hmm. you know if anyone has seen any of his tutorials, you know you know the presets I'm talking about. Um, that's about it. Photoshop actions. We sell just a bunch of bunch of other stuff that just helps make residential real estate photographers or
0: commercial for that matter. Um, any real estate photographers, life's just a tad bit easier. Oh, nice. Well, that's what we like. And I should come on and do one of those webinars. I could talk about what I, all the stuff I don't know about, um, photography and photoshop and all that stuff. <laughs> hey, look, we're always looking for cool. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like an amateur when it comes to that stuff. We're so, always looking hey, for I should be watching interesting the webinar topics. So by all means. Yeah. 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 You guys can just teach me, uh, all this stuff that I don't even want to know. So <laughs>
1: and go go to the podcast website you can uh, find an episode with uh, with you you were our guest on our show oh that's right yeah last I, th- season. I liked that. i thought
0: that was a, i thought that was a good episode so um yeah you know one of the best honestly i mean really it's just like it's so actually i shouldn't yeah, say the best probably. I'm throw other people in probably we've done 160 100. something no. of them yeah, so it's it's. I was in the top 146, so I <laughs> that you know there's. <laughs> um, so anyway, so but what are you uh, like? Are you when for these commercial jobs and retail jobs? Do you feel like your social media is helping to get you work, or is this just kind of something you do like kind of obligatory? So my
1: social media is helping me. The most work my social media helps me get is interior design work. Um, That's primarily through social media and Instagram. And its I'll be honest, it's not a ton, especially now that Instagram's algorithm does what it does and it's kind of awful for photographers. So there hasn't been much going on there lately to the point where like... I don't want to say I'm turned off, but I'm a little turned off by the whole thing, yeah. and I, I barely post. I yeah. post like once every few I, I, weeks I think now. Re-
0: I, my 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 take is that you really have to be on top of it and like really, really, really focused on it in order to kind of make it work, and it has to really come naturally. Um, and and you know you have to devote a lot of time and energy, which you do, you know, and most I'm of not, us don't have.
1: Exactly, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but my my sort of philosophy is if I'm going to spend that time on Instagram. I'd rather spend that time on warmer outreach, warmer lead outreach, than right. um, you know just trying to blindly get in touch with people, comment on their photos, send DMs that might even end up in their you know message requests or their mm-hmm. spam box. Um, right, right. You know, I'd rather you know, find out some contacts from another brand I want to reach out to and possibly shoot for and and do some research work and find out who I need to speak to and reach out to them. Because you know, with the portfolio I have of these brands and and my client list, it's a lot easier for me to get in with those guys, I think at this point, than just, you know, some cold outreach to interior designers or anything like that.
0: Right, right. Hey, that all makes sense that's that's uh that sense good I'm not, i
1: mean i'm not saying don't do it people have and people have been very no, successful
0: we, so absolutely i mean we all have our own paths right and and what makes sense for your business and you and you know you are also um at a at a moment where you're um you know, you're not scaling your business, and you're you're at least you know I haven't kind of heard that from you that you're like oh I'm trying to you know get another photographer or whatever. It seems like you're kind of trying to go, um you know try to make more revenue by charging more and doing you know higher higher profile you know more expensive shoots. Is kind of it sounds like the path you're taking.
1: Correct, and that and that's primarily because I don't shoot much residential real estate anymore. Um, I think if I was still mm-hmm. really heavy in that game, I would. Um, but the type mm-hmm. of work I'm doing. You know, it's like they say, I am my brand, um, and I'm selling I'm selling myself. You know, it's funny because my wife says to me all the time, Why don't you hire another photographer and send them on all these travel trips? And I'm like, Because Louis Vuitton is hiring me. They're not hiring my company. If they were hiring a company, they'd just go to a media company that they can send they can hire a media company to do all six cities at one shot and don't have to think about it. But you know, they know yep. what I'm going to produce for them. So they're hiring me. So yeah, that's kind of where I yeah, am. I'm not yeah.
0: Really, exactly. Well, I'm not. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the struggle we've had. We're trying to move away from that, you know, so that Mark and I are not our brand and, and mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of the, the, the big struggle. All right. Well, that's awesome. Let's, uh, we'll come back for more we'll end with an action item and let's get to it. So Brian, we're going to hang out at PMRE. I'm excited. So, but you're going to be there a couple of days early. And so, w- l- l- let me have it. What do you? What's the workshops all about? Why should someone be maybe thinking about taking taking your workshop?
1: So, well, first I'll talk just generally about all the workshops. There's a bunch of great workshops. I know some are sold out, some are not. But um, I think the workshops are a great addition to this year's conference because it gives people the opportunity to physically learn hands-on as opposed to, um, previous years. And this year also the conference itself is, is a, you know, a presenter on the stage teaching. Um, but it's different for if you want to go in and get your hands a little dirty. So, um, that being said, uh, my workshop is on Tuesday, which is the day prior to the conference, November 8th, 8th yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I'm looking mistaken. at it right now. Yeah. Uh okay, November 8th. And I'm basically going to be teaching my commercial real estate photography workflow. So it's going to be a lot of hands-on and technique that I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be covering as much business stuff, Okay, but I will be open to anybody that has questions or wants to um, pick my brain about business stuff after the fact. Um, Just being together on site, um, or on multiple sites, which I'll talk about in a second, um, I don't want um, wasted opportunity of just business discussion, mm-hmm. which I think can be handled after the fact, whether you have questions via email or all that stuff. Right. So... Um, Yeah, we're shooting. We're going to be shooting on location and um, editing. We're actually going to be doing two locations. Oh wow! I secured two different locations. Yeah. So, and the reason we can do that is because, as I mentioned earlier, the workflow for commercial real estate, or my workflow at least, is quicker. Mm -hmm. So there's, um, we're able to go to two locations. So we're going to start early, and I was able to lock up a white box retail space. So it's basically a big empty retail space, um, white walls um and I'm going to go in and show you you know as if it was a retail space looking to be rented out mm-hmm. and we're going to go through that um and then we're going to go over once we finish that up it's not it's not a huge space so um we should be there let's say an hour and a half 2 hours then we're going to go over to an office space that I was able to lock up a fully um furnished built out office space um and we're going to pretend as if that office space is for rent, mm-hmm. but it is uh, it is furnished and they've given us full access to the space oh, nice. um, and we're going to shoot an office space. So um, common area lobby, reception, conference room, individual offices. Um, I think they have a small kitchen in there too. Um, exteriors of the, uh, of the space too. It's a beautiful building. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we have a nice day out and uh, we'll be there probably also two, two and a half hours, maybe three hours. Um, Then we're going to head back to the hotel, South Point Hotel after that. Um, We'll have a little lunch break, head over to the hotel and I have a conference room rented there with a big TV and we're going to go over the entire post-production
0: workflow. Nice. So uh, we'll be able to see the full shoot from start to finish. And and do people bring their own equipment and kind of shoot along with you or are they just kind of watching what you're doing?
1: That's up to them. Okay. You know, the people that have asked, I told them to bring their own equipment if they would like to. I know some people mentioned they just don't want to drag their stuff to Vegas and I get that. It's a pain in the neck. Um, So if that's the case, you know, you can just kind of hang out and watch and and observe and learn. Um, And if you want to bring your stuff, by all means, come and shoot. You might be able to come away. Well, you'll definitely be able to come away with some pieces for your commercial real estate portfolio. Mm I'll be perfectly honest. A white box space is not that appealing for a portfolio. It's just a big empty right. white space with concrete walls. Right. But the fact of the matter is when you're shooting commercial real estate, that's a, that's a good majority of the work. So it is yeah. what it is. You might not necessarily want to show it, but yeah. it will be good to well, see Well, it. it almost um, is... A, but the uh,
0: office space... Yeah, I feel like sometimes with those type of spaces or, you know, like one of the crappier houses that you shoot, that it's actually, that's that's where the skills that we have almost come to fruition more, where it's like, you're like, hey, mm-hmm. it's just a big empty space, but it doesn't look cool. I mean, it actually looks like, the, the, yeah. look at the, the possibility are endless of this space because of my, the amazing uh, photos. Exactly. But
1: but the office space is, is really nice and has some beautiful decor. So there's definitely going to be some portfolio-worthy Um stuff there. Nice. If you're looking to add some commercial real estate, you know, you can, the reception area, the outside of the building the conference right. rooms, little offices. Well, no, no, that, that that that's, how I Mena. didn't even think
0: about that is like that is if you do want to get into it, it, it actually gives you a space to have in a portfolio. So that's, that's super key. I feel like, so if you can bring your equipment. And well, I mean,
1: them, you know. if you're, if you're reaching out to prospective commercial agents, because it's something you want to get into and you're trying to solicit them for some work even if you don't have a portfolio online to at least be able to send them, let's say from this office space, you know, seven or eight images or whatever it is and say, here's a right. here's an office space I recently shot. At least you're sending them something where they can see what you've done. Yeah, totally. To, to you know, to have never done it and blindly... Um, reach out to them and say, Hey, I shoot real right. estate. Do you have any spaces for me? And they say, okay, can you send me some of your work? You don't have. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: it. Well, you're, no. And they're, it's they're and I think, you know, to, to find, you know, in what wherever you live, to find that space and to have access to it and have it, you know, that's, that's tricky. I mean, cause it's, it's probably occupied and if it's not, it probably looks like crap. And you know, it's like, it's, it's kind of the unicorn that you're, you're trying to find. So yeah, that's, this is a great opportunity for that.
1: Exactly. And and that was important to me in, in putting together a workshop. I wanted to give people two different spaces on the complete different side of the spectrum, right? you know, with the white box retail. And because when you're shooting commercial real estate, it's not like a house where 95% of the time you're showing up at the house, it's furnished and just going to shoot it. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many different things or so many different um, spaces to shoot in a um in a comer- in the commercial real estate world that you don't know what you're showing up into so you want to make sure that you know you have a nice well-rounded right set of images to be able
0: to show potential clients right and so you are and so and you're recommending i mean even on like the the white box stuff you are you're still doing the editing or are you outsourcing your editing at all
1: Uh, no, I'm, I'm only outsourcing my editing for residential real estate Okay, commercial. I'm doing it all. It's, it's a quick workflow. It doesn't take long. I mean, if I'm shooting a, let's say a a 10 or 15,000 square foot open space Mm -hmm. commercially, I'm on site maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. And my editing is also 30, 45 minutes. Okay. That's an hour and a half all in. Right? Yeah. It's quick an hour and a half, two hours max all in. Mm -hmm. And you know, you think about it, you're, you, you know, let's say let's say you're charging hypothetically 200 bucks for residential and you you come in commercially at a five or $600 rate for that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're golden. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 And then just, you know, start hiring employees and have them shoot it. And it's even better. You know, you can have two or yeah. three of those going on every day. So is, is it, you, you need know, to stop it's like working
1: like, you, like yourself, uh,
0: Yeah, I, I work, I just don't shoot. Stop, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Stop shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, look, right. I, I am working there. right now. I mean, this is, this is work. This is That's, big, important true. work that I am doing. And, don't say otherwise, please. Um, this is what I tell myself. Um, so then, so yeah, so then you, you, then, then you're going to, you're going to be done with that. And then it's time to party, right? You, your responsibilities are over after Tuesday. So Wednesday and Thursday, you're just going to soak in PMRE.
1: Exactly. Wednesday and Thursday, I'm just going to be relaxing, and enjoying myself. As it turns out, I might, I might, I'm not, not, not for sure yet. I might actually have to leave a little earlier oh. Thursday because I got a call for a shoot Friday morning in Miami mm. and for a retail store and I don't want to give up that money <laughs> so <laughs> um it's a lot of money to give up to stay in Vegas an extra day and party right so right. um that being said, um, it's up in the air. I won't know for sure um, what the story is with right. that. Um, right. The good news is I'm doing a workshop, so I'll have all my gear with me, so I can just fly oh, straight right, to Miami. Right, but um, well, and you
0: can party Tuesday night. That that kind of pre-registration party, I think. Well, you know, I'm the, getting in Sunday, so I got oh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, yeah, you're you're Wednesday, fine. yeah, you're fine, and
1: Thursday if I end up staying. Right. Even though my flight home currently is the red eye Thursday night back into Friday mornings. So right. 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 Well, yeah, I can party and get on the plane and pass out. Yeah, no,
0: and Wednesday. I mean, you want to be fresh for Wednesday because that's when I'm speaking. So, I, you got to be you got to be on your toes for this one, you know. Um, but yeah, so, no but you found and just to plug PMRE just a little bit more. I I mean, I, I really can't stress enough how awesome it is to to go there. I mean, have obviously, I think you've had the same experience.
1: Yeah, I've been to all. All two, <laughs> wow. Um, plus, so you're v- quite an achievement. Plus virtual, so <laughs> exactly. Um, no, but um, I've been to the two of them live, and and the obviously the virtual one I attended. Um, it is fun. It is definitely fun. Um, obviously, you have your learning experiences, um, the different presenters, and um, Brandon put together quite a quite a great roster this year. Yeah. Um, but even besides for that, I mean, just I think having the opportunity to be in a hotel with 300 plus like-minded people that all do what you do for a living in some capacity, Mm -hmm. obviously we all shoot different things, but in some capacity we're all shooting spaces. No pun intended. Um, Just to chat and talk shop and just hang out. it's, It's, it's just a blast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and too, and I'm, and I'm finding now, even since then, those relationships that, that you make through that, you know, throughout the year, they can help fortify you. You can, you can pepper each other for advice and, you know, it's like you're, you're building this community and as a community, we can help lift each other up. And so that's, to me, you know, it's the, and it's this theme that I keep going back to the over and over is as we're scaling our business and, 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 and doing PMRE as part of that, that we're we're, we're, being part of a community and we're we're taking away some of that loneliness that you can feel as that kind of, um, solo operator out there just on your own, just shooting real estate all day long. And so to come together with these same people and then to have those resources then throughout the year, man, it's just, I, I, I can't recommend it more.
1: So exactly. I mean, up until 2019, real estate photography community was basically just an online community. Right. You know, you had originally the Flickr group, how many years ago, and right. then, you know, all these new Facebook groups, but I feel like we all kind of knew each other just from these online communities to be able to come in in 2019 and now in the subsequent years, just get together and, you know, actually meet in person, hang out. It's like, you know what, it's like, you know, these people are ready because you, you've you been in these online communities together for so many years. So,
0: right. So. Um, all right, we're going to see there. And then, so if you do go to PMRE, you're going to be able to pick Brian's brand. You just walk up to him. Maybe you buy him a beer. Maybe you don't. Um, but Brian, um, I do also want to talk a little bit about, um, your interior design work. Cause I think that's, that's something that you've been able to kind of leverage into, to more clients and, and how are you, how are you building that side of the business? And what are you thinking about, you know, for those, those types of shoots? Cause that's, that's something that I know every uh, real estate photographer gets asked, whether it's from a stager or, you know, from a designer or whatever, we're all, we're getting some of those requests just naturally if you, if you're out there.
1: Sure. So I built my interior design clientele um, two ways. One, as I mentioned previously, a little bit through Instagram, and that's not a majority of my clientele. Um, but I do have a few clients that I've just networked through Instagram and just, you know, commented on each other's post local mm-hmm. um, interior designers and and DMing each other back and forth and chatting. And then when it comes time to work together, um, they call me. Um, but the biggest thing for me um, for getting my interior design clientele off the ground was joining IDS. I don't know if you have one oh, out by you. I, I IDS know. is interior design society. Okay. So it's a, it's like an organization. Um, a lot of the major cities have them. I'm not sure. I, I, I would guess you have one in LA. I don't know. Well, in LA uh, I would imagine. Have, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I'm saying you're not, you're not yeah. too far from there. Yeah, yeah. And, but, um, We have two actually out here. We have one in New York City and one in Long Island proper Mm -hmm. where I am. Um, So I joined the local IDS. It's not expensive. It's like 300-something bucks a year Okay. Yeah. as as an affiliate member. Mm -hmm. And um, what they call an affiliate member is not an interior designer, but a vendor who Mm -hmm. supports the interior design community. Um, And through there, um, I've been able to not only go to a lot of networking events. I'm the only photographer in my IDS. um, Right. And on a side note, I'm also part of the local AIA for architecture. i mm-hmm. have um, done similar stuff for them. Sure, but um, essentially, when I joined the IDS, going back about two and a half, three years ago, um, I was talking to the to the president then of the organization, the local chapter, who, you know, told me that there's no when I first. Sent them the email inquiry. He called me because you know he's trying to get me to join. Yeah, of course. Um, and I was talking to him, and he said, you know, there's no other photographers, and obviously you can attend all our events and all that, and we'd love you to participate too. So then, we came up with an idea after I joined, and this was this was kind of the big the big push for me. We mm. came up with an idea after I joined. He said we have a networking event coming up in whatever it was a month, six weeks away, mm. and he said, you know. Let me know if there's anything you want to do for that event to maybe present or to speak to people that we can sort of introduce you to their organization. Right. So what I essentially said, the meeting was called for seven o'clock and I said, and I'm not a portrait or headshot photographer by any means, but I said to him, send an email out to your, um, your list about the networking event and mm-hmm. tell them that the event's called for seven. Anybody that wants a free headshot. Mm-hmm come at six and I'll be set up with, um, portrait lighting and I'll do a free headshot for any designer that wants to come in. And I told them each person will be allotted five to seven minutes and we'll get a headshot for them. No charge. Right. And what that did for me was two things. Number one, I got everyone, I got the first the first, um, event I got about 40, 40 and change people come in early for a headshot. Um, so it was, it was a hustle to get everyone done in that hour. I think we even went over. Right. Um, but what that did for me, first off was I got 40 something email addresses yep. that were now warm or even hot leads versus just cold leads. And secondly, I got five minutes with those people one-on-one to just chat with them. Right. And it wasn't chat about their business. It was just, you know, yeah. stupid nonsense sure. chat. Um, but now they know me. They know my name, and they knew me personally. So when I do reach out to them after the fact, it wasn't some just random solicitation that they would just send to their junk mail. They, you know, they the the first thing I did was obviously send them their mm-hmm. their um their headshot, and then you know we uh, we went on from there. So um, obviously, out of the forty something people that took a headshot. Majority of them did not hire me, but
0: I think I got four or five consistent Uh, clients out of that. There you go. I mean, you just need one. I mean, to make it, it, you need one consistent client out of that to make that worth it. I feel like. So I mean, that's that's a that's a home run.
1: Um, So what I would say, what I would say to people regarding that, and this wasn't on my action item list, but (laughs) be creative. Be be creative with how you how do you market yourself. You know, come up with a unique idea that will allow you, like I did, private time with clients and build your email list because email list is
0: gold no matter what industry you're in. So, right. Right. Um, and then, uh, but then are you, are you putting these people into like any kind of sort of CRM or anything? Are you then kind of uh, like having kind of email campaigns to people or are you just kind of, you know, just doing it by feel? <laughs>
1: Uh, no. So uh, yeah, I've, I have I use MailChimp and uh-huh. I have email campaigns that go out. So over the last two or three years, I built a list of about 1,200 interior designs and architects in my local region wow. um, that are all warm leads. They're all people who I've either met once or have some sort of affiliation with. I'm not a mm-hmm. fan of just scraping the internet for, right. for right. potential clients and just adding them to my email list without them volunteering. So, I mean, sometimes I'll add people even if they don't know, but it's somebody I've met before or, or had a conversation with some, somewhere along the line. Um, and then I sent out—I send out every other week um, an email to my list just on different topics. I don't know—I don't know if you're familiar with Adam Taylor. Yeah. So he act- he actually sells a template, uh, a templated email mailing campaign where he basically. S- I don't know the best way to term it. There I think there's 50 or 70 e- like emails laid out for you. Right, it's like you can a, literally copy and paste. Right. It's like
0: a drip email kind of thing.
1: Ex- well, exactly. Yeah. Um so you can literally copy and paste like there's like 50 or 60 weeks worth of emails and uh-huh. I do it every other week so it'll last me almost 2 years a year and a half. Um and you can literally just send out a different campaign. My campaign that went out this year was this week was just kitchens, you know, like uh-huh. five or six of, you know, some cool kitchens I shot over the last few months. And, and
0: are these, um, so, but are these emails tailored and, and do you have separate lists? So do are you, are you sending separate emails to your uh, designer clients as opposed to your retail, as opposed to your, you know, Louis Vuitton clients, as opposed to your commercial, uh, you know, white box, uh, you know, realtors?
1: Yeah. So the, I have two different lists. One is interior design architects. Mm-hmm. And the other is my fine art list. I have a list of fine art for my fine artwork that I sell. Um, I don't sell or I don't um, I don't send any emails out to any real estate clients. I don't send mm-hmm. any emails out to um, any retail clients because my retail clients are, are, you know, bigger name brands at this point And they don't yeah. want to hear, they yeah, don't want to yeah. see like a, Kitchen, you know, yeah. a weekly email that I don't, yeah. don't want to bother with. No, no. Um, but um, I, I'm not pushing my real estate work at this point. I get referrals as they come in, but I don't mm. actively market. Oh, right. Yeah. So, Cause you
0: said you're doing like 10% of that, right? So that's going to, exactly. that's, as so you I focus don't on this other market. stuff, that's going to naturally kind of fall away. I think as if you're not going to put effort towards, you know, getting your clients. Exactly, yeah.
1: Um, exactly. So the, my primary list is, um, architects and interior designers. Um, and then I have a smaller list, which is, um, fine art people, um, that have either bought, um, or signed up for my mailing list and all that stuff for my fine art work.
0: Well, then let's, let's go ahead and nail some action items. I am I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I want to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to go first. I had one, but it was a super boring one, but then one was, one was sparked in our conversation. And so lately my action items okay. have been kind of growing out of, uh, out of the conversation, but I think that's good because I think it's, it can be good to drill down and take some of this information we get and then say, well, what is actionable about it? And my action item is to join an association. Um, it, it, as, as like an affiliate member. So I know we're, um, affiliate members of a few of the the realtor associations, you know, and we, we service a few different communities. So, you know, we have one in Ventura, there's one in the Conejo Valley. And I think, you know, there's one up in Ojai where I am. So we're affiliate members of all these, uh, of all these, um, uh, all these groups. And then we are able to go to the networking events. We're able to have our name out there and yeah, they do cost a bit of money. But it's not that much. And all you need is like literally, you just need to get the one client out of it and it makes it makes it all worth it. So that's that's I think the easiest way to get in the door and start talking to potential clients is as an affiliate member.
1: Sure. And I'm gonna add on to that if you don't oh, mind. I don't. Um be, because networking events are awkward for people. I I completely get it. You're yeah. Like you're going in there and you're having awkward conversations that I feel like are almost forced. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's just very awkward. So if you're not comfortable with that, and most people are not, you know, try to find or come up, like I did with my headshots, with a creative way to, quote unquote, break the ice with these people. Because right. it's weird to just walk up to somebody and say, hi, I'm Brian. What do you do? Right. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, hi, I'm Reed. What do you do? Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just, it's weird. So... Um, but if you you know if you have a line of people that and feel yeah. free to use my headshot idea if you want I'm yeah uh, I mean, think so that's a that pretty tip.
0: classic idea I think that's a that's a good one yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Um, you know another idea I'll, I'll I'll tell you I don't mind telling you which I'm working with IDS now I had an idea of creating a regional localized podcast ah. for. Th- Designers. Boom. So I, talk, I I pitched the idea to the president, and he loved it. And he pitched it to the organization at their board meeting. They loved it. And I have a meeting with them in two weeks about it. And essentially, I'm going to host a podcast. It's going to be IDS sponsored. Yep. So they're sponsoring the podcast. Um, and essentially, I'm going to just be interviewing designers, mm-hmm. um, other subcontractors like myself. Um, I'm not, I'm not getting paid for it. It's completely free of charge. But yeah. essentially, what they're going to be doing is IDS is going to be marketing Boom. me along with their podcast to their 400 designers that are part of this organization. Yeah. So um, get a little creative with the way you want to market if you're not comfortable going to these events and just um, making
0: strange Intros, right? Now that's that's is that's an awesome idea. Actually, the kind of super niche podcast. I I, I feel like it, you can have when you're thinking about podcasting. The more niche you can make your podcast, in a way, the better. The more value, like I like for us for shooting spaces and for upmarket. I mean, we're you know our potential audience is not giant, right? It's we're never going to be big national Correct. names having this kind of podcast. But every listener who listens to either of our podcasts is super valuable to, um, because we're also focused on the same thing. So we're talking to this audience and it's a lot easier to get advertisers on. It's a lot, you know, so the more niche you can be, and that's such a great idea. Have a local, have a podcast, you know, for, for residential real estate photographers, have a local podcast that really just focuses on your local real estate market. I mean, then boom, you're automatically a, um, an expert in the field and a go-to, and everyone's going to listen to that podcast. That's a freaking awesome idea.
1: Cool. I, I I don't want to take credit for it. That was Jordan Powers' idea. So I want to give him full credit for oh,
0: that. Oh, Jordan, congratulations yep. on uh, on us all stealing your idea. Yeah. Exactly. V- via Brian. So if you have a beef he's with anyone, he's going to
1: shoot me now for yeah, giving yeah. that idea publicly.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what is it? Who? who, who why do you him. or Jordan care if I start a Ventura County real estate podcast? I don't care. Yeah, at
1: all. yeah. I don't. So.
0: I care if someone else on Long Island does. Yeah, well, exactly. Then then you have to squash them like a little bug. Um, But yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what's your real action item here?
1: So the action item I came up with was to embrace technology.
0: Oh, and, that's a, a very broad action item, but I'm, I'm okay. So I'm gonna get into it. it. Yeah. Um,
1: and, and, you know, we're talking about niche podcasts and ours being for a specific real estate photography niche. Your, yours is even more niche down than mine because right. yours primarily focuses on people looking to grow and scale their business. Right. Um, obviously, you dive into other things, but, you know, your, yours is even more niche down than uh, mine. So I wanted to find some action item that I think users would find. Beneficial based on what you're preaching on your podcast. Yeah, Perfect. so you know you take so you take and embrace technology, and you think about the type of work that you do as you're scaling up your business. You know you you're onboarding new photographers, you're onboarding new clients. Um, you have your CRM platforms, or however you you know you proof um, your images to your clients. I know you, you're a big fan of Ario. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you know, your productivity, you have customer support, you have all these different aspects of your business and people need to embrace technology to make that all run smoother. Right. So as far as physically actionable item, make a list of all the processes required to run your business and everything you do on a typical daily day basis, and then see what, which of those processes can be automated to make your business more efficient. And once you start automating those processes, you'll see how much easier it is to start growing and scaling up your business. But if you don't make that list of your daily processes, you're not going to know what can be automated and what can't. So make that list.
0: Awesome. Love it. Oh, that is that. And the other action item, we'll, we'll do a co-action item. Just get your ass to PMRE. Do it. Yeah, You're not going to regret it. All right. Brian, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to seeing you in Las Vegas. I'm looking forward. I'm not going to take your workshop, but I think someone else, uh, I don't want to take up a best spot, but I, no, I, I, really, I really, I mean, as of today, there's doing... only
1: six spots left. Okay, so all right. well, um, I encourage people to uh, come. Yeah, in.
0: yeah. So we'll see you out there. And Brian, thank you so much for being on. And again, and, and I really do want to say thank you to you and Rich, you, you had us or had me on shooting spaces a while back. And once I was on there, that's when uh, the listenership for our podcast really took off. So uh, I, I'm really happy to be able to reciprocate the favor. And I, I think you guys have done um, so much for our industry and have uh, really been a platform for people to be able to grow and and learn more. And so I, I think I just want to say thank you from kind of all of us in the community and then us, uh, uh, Mark and I specifically, for really helping our, our, our podcast grow. So thanks, man. Great. I appreciate that. And I truly appreciate you having me on. Thanks again. All right. You got it. All right. Upmarket is a production of Upmarket Media. This episode was produced by Chelsea Froelich and recorded, edited, and mixed by Marco Guerrero. We're so happy you listened today and really hope you'll listen to the next one too. In the meantime, our wish for you is to not have to do any Friday night Twilight shoots. Thank you for everything.